0: Welcome to Nonprofit Nerd, Impact Unleashed. Get ready to dive into the world of nonprofits, where the nerdy passion and unstoppable dedication of those making a real impact is celebrated. Together with your host, Jarrett Ransom, the inspiring stories and game-changing strategies of nonprofit leaders will be explored. Join us to unravel the mysteries of successful fundraising, uncover the secrets to effective advocacy, and nerd out over innovative approaches to solving social challenges. Nonprofit nerd Impact Unleashed is your go-to podcast for no-nonsense discussions with real-life superheroes of the nonprofit sector. Get ready to unleash your inner nerdiness and discover or rediscover how to change the world together. Now let's dive in and embrace the power of our nerdy side
1: you're about to hear from one of my friends and what I consider a close colleague in this space. Her name is Cindy Wagman, and she is pulling out the stops, spilling the beans in this conversation. Super grateful to have her voice in this space, but Cindy is going to share with you what it looks like if we could drop the shoulds. And you're going to hear more about that. Also, she talks about her soccer mom role, and she even confesses the last time she had a vacation. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Cindy Wagman. Also shout out of gratitude to our season one sponsor, Bloomerang. So appreciate you, all of the great work you're doing in this space. And again, thanks for your belief in these conversations. All right, hey there, you fabulous people. I am so glad you're here. And I am so glad to have with me today because it feels like we are in person, although this is a virtual conversation. But I feel like I'm sitting on the couch with one of my best friends, and today I am thrilled to have with us Cindy Wagman. Cindy, I did a little bit of research before you came on because our paths have crossed a lot over the years, but you wear many hats. And a few of those hats are, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're an author, you're a coach, you're a fundraising extraordinaire, you're a mom. Oh, that's a lot. So first, It is
2: a lot. Welcome. I'm so glad you're Thanks. here. Thank you. I wish we were sitting on a couch together because that would be fun. But this all, next best thing,
1: next best thing we should absolutely do that. Well, we are in the ears of a lot of people right now. And so share with us a little bit about yourself, Cindy. I know you are in Toronto, but what are all the hats you wear and what are all the balls you juggle?
2: Yeah. So I think it's a little seasonal and I know you you can relate to that. So my background is in fundraising. I was a fundraiser my whole career. I started consulting in 2015 and then put on a business owner hat. I didn't even think of myself as an entrepreneur at the time. Um, But as my business evolved, I definitely wore that entrepreneur hat. Um, And that is the one I wear now. I help I currently help uh, other co uh, sorry, other consultants in the nonprofit sector. So it's very niche. Um, so I'm a consultant helping other consultants who specifically work with nonprofits. Um, but my other hats are definitely many. I would say mom is the biggest one right now. I have a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old. And uh, they're a lot of work. I thought they'd get a little easier uh, as they got older and certain things are a lot easier. Like I'm not bending over or holding someone's hands as they learn to walk. But oh my goodness, the emotional, um, di- I don't even know what to call it, but the investment in their future and like how to make sure they turn out to be good humans is taking a lot of time right now. And soccer mom, like I'm driving them to soccer three times a week, which I never thought I would do. Um, So that is a big hat. I'm a partner. I have a husband. Um, I also am an identity I love is that of sister and daughter. I'm very close with my family. And um, they're a big priority for me as well and friend because I also really love my friendships.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. I, you know, I recently had a real talk conversation. I opened up the digital doors and invited people in and I asked people to introduce themselves by who are you and not so much like what is your title, right? And so I loved hearing more about who you are, Cindy, and learning, you know, that seasonality You and I have had some, what I would consider some heart-to-heart conversations. Yeah, They feel so good. Like they feel like a warm, cozy blanket. Uh, You make me feel not alone, all that good, all that good stuff. One of the things you mentioned is, you know, you are here to coach other consultants in this practice. And the practice that we're really talking about is the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. Whoa, I wish I had that when I started. (laughs) Because I kind of went for that coach of, you know, who is the coach that everyone's going to, they can help me get to that six figures to figure life and business and all the things out. So that's a huge opportunity for so many people. I love that you're holding space for that.
2: Thank you. So I wish I had that. I wish I had me too, which is why I started doing this. Um, I've invested a lot in myself as a business owner and working in the nonprofit sector is different. And so I found a lot of stuff didn't translate and we need to hold space for the conversations. I call it a scarcity hangover that we experience uh, working in the nonprofit sector. There's a lot of scarcity mindset, never enough time or money or resources, all these like scarcity based constraints. And so um, it's, different and we internalize it oh in such a brutal way so I love what you're doing because we need these spaces and to talk really openly like someone just gave me the best compliment they were like oh you're so open and transparent and sharing and I was like That is what our sector needs. I feel like there's so much secrecy, even like competition, which I don't believe in. And so um, it's truly my privilege to be able to hold space and create space to help other people thrive um, in consulting in our sector.
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, I have to ask, and you know, a big theme of season one for Nonprofit Nerd Impact Unleashed is really how do you do it all, right? Let's talk Mm. about balancing acts and managing deadlines, managing households, all the things. So what are some of the tools that you use? Like what what structure or not structure (laughs) works Mm -hmm. for you? Like how do you manage all the things that you're you're doing?
2: So by not trying to do it all, I think is the biggest thing. it's funny this came up recently someone just asked me and someone else in my network was like you told me to hire someone to clean the house when i started doing this and that was the best advice ever right so i have someone who cleans their house once a week and like i know that sounds bougie and privileged and all that but you know what it's really important for me and my family and um i say no to a lot of things and i prioritize so yes i Like as soon as we're done recording this conversation at like four 15 today, I leave the house with the kids and we go to the soccer field that happens three times a week. So I skip out on work early. Um, I just have to make decisions and I try, I, one of my goals this year is really focusing my work so that I'm not like I'm saying no to more things um so get help and say no are my two things and just really understand what your priorities are so that you can make decisions aligned with what you want instead of I mean you kind of mentioned this before I call it the shoulds like the things that we feel like we should be doing I should be taking on more client work or I should be you know making homemade meals oh yeah I also outsource a lot of my my lunches like I have a box that comes to my house with pre-made meals um so I just you know do May people look at me and think oh you really should be cooking uh for yourself and for your family that's their problem not mine so I like to say we need to drop the shoulds and really just make decisions based on our own priorities.
1: Yes, 100%. I and I will catch myself saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I just should it on you." Or I should mm-hmm. on myself, you know, like, "Let's not should on anyone." Um, exactly. do you do you manage FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Oh, yeah. say no or are you like, "What am I saying no to? That could have
2: been the thing." 100%. I also so I love shiny objects. I love experimenting. I love trying new things and so uh, yes, that I experience FOMO in a big way. And I remind myself what's important right now. So I try building a little bit of room for me and my business to experiment and play. Um, my friend, Rachel Bearbauer, uh, she said someone else gave her this, but I can't remember who, but she said, um, like choosing or giving parameters to your rabbit holes. So, you know, understanding that if our nature is to go down these rabbit holes, great, build that into the structure. So have your time designated for that or like constraints around, well, I'm going to have rabbit holes, but they're going to be around this one area that I want to grow or learn. So Rachel, when she said that, I was like, you know, that is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard.
1: I love when that happens. I got an email from you, Cindy, and it was all about the work-life balance revolution. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Share share a little bit about that, if you will.
2: Yeah. So again, like all these shoulds and our sector trains us to work, like to extract as much out of people as possible. And um there's some amazing people in the sector, certainly not just me, who are doing great things around putting people first. So, for example, um, on, on my podcast, Confessions with Jess and Cindy, uh, we interviewed Paul and Leticia from Evenings and Weekends Consulting. And they talk about like their consulting business. They have paid transparency. So like how many consultants when they post jobs actually include you know, pay range, they do, they have four day work weeks, they have like lots of vacation time, all these things. We've been trained that we can't do it. And that's just total garbage. Like they used to run an organization and they did all this in a nonprofit as well. Like we have been, we've internalized these beliefs that like, you know, we have to work long hours, we have to do all these things. And it's just not actually true. And rest is so critical. Michael Hyatt, I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He is a writer and he creates—he created um, this agenda that I use called the Full Focus Planner. But he said, rest is not a reward for hard work. It's a requirement of good work.
1: I love that.
2: I know when I heard it, I was like, Ooh, mic drop. (laughs) So I have seen in my network and with the people I'm, you know, around me that when we work harder, we don't necessarily get better results. And certainly not, um, it's not an exponential. Like if I work a little bit harder, I'm getting a that much more success, we actually need time and space. And I find I get my best work done when I'm not working and when I have time for things. And so to me, that balance piece, again, depending on what season you're at and all the things, but like figuring out what's important to you. I call these abundance-based constraints. So instead of looking at what we'd lack, scared, like no money, no budget, you know, I hear all the time from consultants, well, we're working with nonprofits, they have no money. Well, I know a lot of nonprofit consultants who are making a lot of money. So it's just not true. So how do we look at what constraints can be really helpful? So what are those abundance based constraints? What are the things that we can say, I want to work four days a week, I want to be done at three o'clock so I can pick up my kids, or I want to be I want to not work morning so I can take my you know, mother to her doctor's appointments, like those are really healthy abundance-based constraints that help us create that balance that um, gives us the structure to be able to have harmony and, you know, really push ourselves to be creative and working within those boundaries.
1: 100%. I used to, a long time ago, many moons ago, I have trained for half marathons. And I've always Ooh, said, like, Good for know, you. I've always said, I'm not a runner. But the reality oh. is, I absolutely can be a runner. And I have been a runner. And I implemented the Jeff Galloway method. And I've been using that method more and more in my professional life. So that is when you are training you run for so many minutes and then you walk for so many minutes. Mm. It's building in that rest time, kind of like what you had had said. Yeah. And so I found that his method, for those of you that want to look it up, it's Jeff Galloway. And so it really is, it's a run walk method. And I find the more I do that for myself, the more I can keep a steadier pace in finishing a project or whatever that Mm. looks like, because I too have school pickup, you know, like half of the week. <laughs> and so figuring all of that out is really essential and rest rest yeah. is really essential. So I have to ask Cindy, when was your last vacation?
2: Oh, just a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I love that because I yeah. love that you're
1: not like, Oh, I haven't taken one for five years or whatever that is. No. So I will
2: confess, I, as a business owner, I took vacations, but I would work through them. Like, I remember we went to a cottage for a week and I packed up my little microphone. If anyone's on video, I had like packed up my uh, proper microphone. I was like recording all these lessons for my online course. I haven't done that at all since the beginning of 2023. So I am also a work in progress, but to me now, vacation is vacation time. I also build on work vacations. So, twice a year, I get together with some of my business buddies and we have a mastermind. And we literally, like we just finished last week, uh, we get together for about three or four days and we work. Almost nonstop because like everything is, involves work and conversations, but we just do like we mastermind, we solve each other's problems, we, you know, lift each other up. So these are like little work vacations and they're also amazing. But no, I, when I take vacation now, I actually legitimately don't work and it's been such a game changer to me. Yeah. But I also want to say one thing about the running stuff, total tangent. Um, But this comes up a lot as well for people, because we all feel like imposters a lot of the time in our sector, consultants certainly do. And when you said like, oh, I never called myself a runner, but I could run, that part of our identity is so important. So when we, like I often hear people say like, I'm a workaholic, and when we tell ourselves Something about ourselves that's an identity, our brain is designed to make sure that we behave in alignment with our identity. Right. So if we say, oh, I'm a workaholic or I'm a really great worker, or like, you know, I I love getting the work done, any of those kinds of sayings that we say to ourselves or beliefs that we have about ourselves, our brain is going to make decisions that we are gonna work more that we are going to do all these things. And so we have to tell ourselves different stories about our identity that like, no, I am. And it goes right back to the beginning of our conversation. I'm also a mom, or I am someone who likes vacations. I am someone who rests. And so the more we, and even- I'm working with consultants, like a lot of the time they're like, Oh, I consult, but I'm not a business owner. I'm not an entrepreneur. And it's like, as soon as they start telling themselves, I'm a business owner and I'm an entrepreneur, they start to see things shift. So please don't call yourself like a workaholic or someone who, um, constantly works. Cause yeah. that's where we start to reinforce those behaviors.
1: Yeah. Great call out. I am also a runner and, (laughs) and it's, it's just been so fun, you know, like, like looking at it from a different lens. Um, there, there's so many things we can be, and you're right. I really think that the nonprofit space perpetuates the scarcity mentality. You and I have talked about, you know, the abundance, the prosperity consciousness, all those good things and, and what it looks like. Cindy, for everyone listening, would you share where we can find more about you? Because we are simply scratching the surface. You've got so much to offer. And again, I'm so glad that you said yes, because I know you're saying no more often uh, for saying yes to this, this conversation and really just elevating and normalizing, right, this conversation in our space. But for people that are like, I really like Cindy, I want more about her. Where can we find you?
2: super easy. Go to cindywagman.com or find me on LinkedIn at cindywagman. And we, oh my goodness, the abundance piece is a whole other conversation. If you are sick of like hiding your ambition or you want more and you feel like you can't articulate that in our sector, like I'm your girl, I'm here for you. We can have those conversations. And certainly if you're interested in consulting, um, you don't have to go that path alone. And there's a lot of opportunity out there. So yeah, just find me at Cindy Wagman.
1: I love it. Cindy, thank you. Um, I I've always seen you as as a cheerleader of mine. I am certainly a big cheerleader of yours. I love all the the hats that you wear, the titles that you hold, uh, the balls that you're juggling, and just, <laughs> you know, watching you do this work. I know it doesn't come without some tiring days, some frustrations, but sister, you are crushing it. I love it. And I love your ability to be so authentic, right? So real. And I stand with you uh, truly to like be transparent in all the ways that our sector needs. So Cindy Wagman, thank you. It's an honor.
2: Thank you so much. Likewise, all the love and respect for what you're doing.